pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com, award-winning website. I hope everyone had a Merry Christmas. I hope we have a, a safe, uh, it's kind of a, a crazy time. I want to also make mention of, uh, so tw- next year, 2022, we're almost there, right at the doorstep of the new year, and we'll have the election. But you notice, and I'm going to try to ask about this next press briefing, although, as I've kind of said, um, as someone that has gone to these, they're not easy the way they do them. They're very, very controlled press briefings. They hold the microphone. They pick who gets to ask a question. They don't give you a follow-up. It's not a normal press briefing where maybe someone might get, God forbid, two questions or can kind of do a little follow-up on what is said. But something that that I think, um, and, and, and because of the field of the people running for governor, you're not going to hear this from the Democrat side. But folks, look at right now, um, just the priorities, and I'm talking about Rhode Island. I know we have a lot of Massachusetts listeners, but Rhode Island, here are the priorities. If you look at what was, you know, basically the, the priorities end of November and the month of December in Rhode Island for the McKee administration, homelessness, panhandlers, uh, safe injection centers for drug addicts, uh, intravenous drug users, uh, free money funds to pay for people who don't pay rent, or won't, don't want to pay their rent, uh, more free funds for people that don't pay their heating bill, giving out free test kits for illegals to test if they have COVID. Do you notice, like, is it, is it my imagination, or is it, why, every priori- why is every priority is if we're a third-world country? How come there's no reward for the working people? There's no reward for the middle class. There's no reward for the upper middle class. I'm gonna we're gonna remove the upper class from from the equation, but there, there's no, there's nothing on quality of life for families. Now you may say, well, what would that be? Tax cuts, with all this money, one billion dollars. If Governor McKee wanted to, he could say we're gonna give all middle class families, we're gonna lower prop, we're gonna lower um, state income tax, we're gonna low sales tax, and maybe even, God forbid, but give out. You know, refund. Well, not refunds, but we're, we're going to give... You want to give the bonuses out? Then there's nothing geared towards college-educated people. There's nothing geared towards... There are families that are two-parent households, two parents who work, two parents who are college-educated, trying to do a good job, provide a good life for their family. There's nothing for them. Notice that everything is for we have to do more for the homeless. We have to do more for the panhandlers. We have to do more for the illegals. We have to do more for the illegals who happen to be homeless, who have drug problems. Everything is third world. You know, there's there's nothing for, why isn't there any focus on quality of life for, as I said, for the families? Why not things that that could just improve general life and 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 i i admit i mean i i don't know what the answer is if it's and again i'm just you know i i don't know more outdoor skating rinks or maybe just something that could fuel that it's almost like a nod to the traditional families or non-traditional families but just something everything is always see these are Governor McKee's agenda is being driven by the political left because they're always screaming about more low-income housing, more for the homeless, more for the panhandlers, more for the drug addicts, more for the illegals, more for the welfare crowd, more for the EBT crowd, more for the people that don't pay their bills. You know, you got to get more for the people that don't pay their heating. Uh, you know, these are people that are not working, seem to spend a lot of time at Twin River, like to get, go over to Massachusetts, get all the, the cannabis they can. I don't see a big priority on what would you consider. Why not reward the people who do work hard, the people who follow the law, the people that say, you know what, we're, we're going to work, we're going to have a home, we're going to try to keep take care of our home, we're going to try to you know get our children to go to school, be productive citizens. There's nothing for the productive members of society. Everything has to be, and I get that there has to be, 
you know, you want like a social safety net for those that kind of fall through the cracks. But Governor McKee, you know, see, this is the problem when you don't have a strong Republican in the race, because everything is a third world agenda. Everything is geared towards, you know, you would think that the the illegals who are homeless and panhandlers with drug problems are the largest voting bloc, and they're not. But that's, you know, that's the progressives who scream the loudest. So I am hoping that a light goes on. But Governor McKee at this point, to me, he just seems to truly, he's being led by the progressive left. He's being led by the, and, and, and with that crowd, it's never enough. It's, it's never enough. Uh, you, you look at some of these, you know, the, the very liberal socialist type cities, their homeless problems. When you enable the homeless, the, the situation gets worse, not better. You know, when, when you say we're going to open up these uh, safe injection centers, your drug problem doesn't get, wor get better, it gets worse. So the McKee people at this point are completely reactionary and everything is, is designed around third world. I don't also don't understand all these construction projects, why they have to happen now. They started the project of closing that, you know, the Washington Bridge the week before Christmas. Does that make sense to anybody? Um, why you wouldn't, why is that being done now? Probably they got some federal money and they're just throwing it at the, you know, the unions to just give them like a gift. And I, I don't understand the whole thing, but it would be nice to get someone that thinks like a little bit bigger. I think we can, we can think a little bit bigger than just, we got to take care of the panhandlers. I think it'd be refreshing to hear something about we're going to have something of excellence um, as opposed to such a focus on we have to help out the illegals who happen to be homeless and, you know, the panhandlers that have drug problems and we got to do more for that and, and uh, the junkies that don't want to pay their rent. My God, total third world. All right, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. Heating season is here. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a natural gas high-efficiency carrier infinity system energy efficient quiet and more affordable than you think if you're saying no gas guess what no problem let jkl engineering design and install a high efficiency heat pump system including ductless splits heats in the winter cools in the summer these units are so efficient it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90 percent they have the highest rebates in the market and they also do new installation replacement of high efficiency gas boilers jkl carrier factory authorized dealer licensed by the way in both rhode island and massachusetts for 55 years jkl's reputation second to none call jkl engineering today replacements whether it's for a system replacement oil to gas or for a heat pump estimates are free financing is available both residential and commercial called jkl 401-351-7600 they do it right they do it right the first time this winter you can depend on jkl engineering 401-351-7600 licensed in both rhode island and massachusetts Joining us on the line right now, now he is an expert, it is Dr. Andrew Bostom. Doctor, it's John DePietro. Thank you for joining us on the show today. Thanks for having me on, John. All right, doctor, let's start. First of all, I'm going to designate you based on your medical background. I consider you an expert. You have testified in court as an expert, so I want the listeners to know I regard you as an expert. Let's start off with what is your reaction and your thoughts on that starting today, Governor McKee has instituted this mask mandate for Rhode Island businesses, specifically restaurants and stores. It is different. It's an outlier than Massachusetts. I noticed the mayor of Boston is not putting her in place until January 15th. But let's just start off with Governor McKee and the mask mandate. Dr. Andrew Boston, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think it's very misguided. I, the fundamental reason, John, is that you know we're not operating in a vacuum. Uh, anymore. Uh, actually, we weren't operating in a vacuum, frankly, before uh, SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19 emerged. Um, we know since the 1918 uh, flu pandemic um, that, that widespread community masking um, is a failed policy. It failed then. It was abandoned for 100 years. Uh, it was accepted to have failed uh, before SARS-CoV-2 emerged. As a matter of fact, for pandemic planning, there were a whole series of randomized controlled trials just focusing, obviously, before COVID on influenza 
um, between 2008 and 20 and 2016. Um, there were uh, about 11 studies that were completed in that time period. And, and, and John, you have to understand, these are randomized controlled trials. These are not very biased, confounded observational studies where before and after the fact, uh, data can be uh, reorganized, uh, statistical analyses can be con- performed that attempt to make sense of it. Um, but they're not, they're not interventional trials. When we evaluate a drug, when we evaluate a vaccine, when we evaluate a simple intervention like masking, um, the modern standard is a randomized controlled trial because it eliminates all the biases from other trial designs. And so again, so 11 trials were, compete, were completed in that period. They were all uh, negative. Uh, right before um, COVID emerged, there was a massive Hodge-Pilgrim trial um, that was reported actually after COVID, say it was reported in October of 2020, uh, but it was also focused on influenza. Um, it added 6,000 more patients, uh, persons followed to, to the database. Absolutely no benefit of masking. And here they were randomized on the basis of Hodge Pilgrim tents. Uh, fast forward to the COVID year. Um, there, there have been two randomized controlled trials completed in the COVID year. Uh, one in Denmark, which was published in the Annals of Internal Medicine, six, five to 6,000 persons, completely negative. Um, and then an absolutely enormous trial uh, that was conducted in Bangladesh. This has not yet been published in a peer-reviewed journal, but it's been put out as a preprint. Um, 342,000 Bangladeshis randomized by village. Um, no, no benefit when, when the proper analyses were, were finally performed. Um, so that's, that's the gold standard. I have never heard, as a clinical trialist myself, uh, who, who ran one of the largest trials ever conducted in the special population, kidney transplant recipients, based out of Rhode Island. Um, you know, <laughs> the reason we do randomized trials is, is to define therapeutics, interventions. I have never heard of a situation where you have this, this consistently negative data, uh, and then you wind up not only, uh, not only recommending an intervention, uh, uh, mandating it. In other words, typically when the bulk of the randomized trials go in one direction, favoring a certain antihypertensive drug, a lipid-lowering drug, etc., you can make recommendations and guidelines for its use. Notice the word recommendations. You don't, you, you, you don't have license to mandate, particularly when, when, the, when the gold standard evidence is, is negative. So to me, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's shocking. That this is that this is actually uh, actually going on, and uh, I, I just think that you know we have, we have sort of our own observational data from Rhode Island. I mean, you can look at the last winter, sort of late fall winter peak, um, and look at uh, polling data that was conducted to see how um, how religious uh, different uh, individuals were with masking, how, how how they adhered. We had the highest rate, uh, this, this was published, a survey published November 5th of last year. At that point in time, right as we're going into this huge fall uptick in, in COVID cases, we had 96% mask compliance every time a person went out of the house was the way the, the survey was framed. Okay. Um, and, and, and we had, the, we had the, to this date at least, the hugest uptick we've ever had in 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 uh in positive tests from coronavirus so i i just don't i just don't understand the logic of any of this doctor and again folks let's speak with dr andrew boston doctor is there any elected official in this country maybe another governor is there anyone in this country in our country that you feel is is following sound advice and is someone that you would point to and say they're handling this whole thing very well yeah, I can name an elected official in this country. I can also name a country outside this country. Okay. Um, that, the, the, the elected official in this country would be would be Governor DeSantis, and that's okay. why he's been very negative yep. about both uh, masking and vaccine mandates. Um, he brought he brought in uh, outside epidemiologists who presented uh, data that you know frankly disagreed with some of some of the apparatchiks in his own uh, Florida Department of Health. He weighed the evidence and he decided against it. And, and, and really, when you look at traditional epidemiology for infectious disease, this COVID is the anomaly, John. I mean, you can look at public health policy planning for pandemics 
And I'm not talking about, you know, just in the immediate aftermath of the 1918 flu. I'm talking about like 2000 through 2018 or so, where things like lockdowns, mask mandates, quarantining healthy people were anathema. They felt that A, the masking doesn't work. B, they cause all kinds of societal disruption, sociological, economic, um, and, and they just weren't worth it. Uh, so, uh, you know, all, along comes COVID and people that had frankly been fringe in epidemiology all of a sudden have this both fuss and start in, enforcing things that had been summarily rejected. But, you know, that's more of that's more of a, a, a policy argument apart from the data. Um, my background is in clinical trials and epidemiology. Um, I've only been studying, you know, infectious disease epidemiology for the last two years. Most of my career has been in cardiovascular disease and chronic kidney disease epidemiology. I'm just saying that it is shocking to me to see the rejection of randomized controlled trial evidence as uniformly negative as this and going beyond recommendations to mandates of the failed intervention. I have never heard of this. I think it's unprecedented. Doctor, let me ask you this. Let's just say you're in the room with Dr. Scott and Governor McKee, and he, they're going around the table, and he looks at you and says, what, what, what do you think? These people on the left are telling me I should introduce a mask mandate, and if you go into a store, you have to show your vaccine. Uh, it's not our imagination. I mean, the hospitals are getting more crowded. What, what would have been your advice to Governor McKee in that moment? Yeah, I, I would say you're being shielded. You're being shielded from... Uh, evidence that shows that the, these these are not the kinds of interventions that are going to make any difference whatsoever. In other words, you're being shielded from the randomized controlled trial data on masking that are out there that are that, that you that you never get to hear. Um, I, I saw this uh, cheek to jowl with the Department of Health uh, during the 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 the, um, the, the, the trial um, uh, in in uh, on masking. Uh, Rich, Rich Southwell yes. versus McKee. Yep. Um, I, I saw how they how they cherry pick uh, the evidence. Uh, I saw Dr. McDonald testify um, that uh, you know be, being forced to admit he had absolutely no personal experience whatsoever with randomized controlled trials. He was forced to say that under oath. Um, the literature that he would cite is all observational studies, some of them very, very poorly designed, and virtually all, John, published in Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Reports, which is a non-peer-reviewed house organ of the CDC. In other words, you, we showed in court, you, you can't publish something in, in Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Reports, which does not already comport with CDC guidelines. So if the CDC has already decided that they're going to favor mask mandates, they're not going to publish any study that shows that masking may not work, let alone a randomized trial that shows that it won't work. Um, so it's, 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 a, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's a closed circle. Um, and, and so I don't know how to get through to, to Governor McKee uh, that, that, that there's a world of evidence <laughs> and there's a, there's a, there's a hundred year experience without masking um, for good reason, for absolutely good reason. Uh, when it comes to, you know, force of, you know, to forcing ma- uh, vaccine mandates, um, I think, you know, we're, we're in another realm where clinical trial evidence is, is very flimsy. Uh, there's no real good evidence. First of all, the vaccine trials don't include hard clinical outcomes, John. Yep. All they include is short-term differences in, in infection rates. And even those infection rates, which we now see this massive breakthrough phenomenon, but even those short-term infections, they don't do contact tracing of either those that received the vaccine and, and became positive or those that received placebo and became positive to look at, at true community transmission and its potential block by by vaccination. That's not an outcome in any of these studies. Would, would you so, would you have said to Governor McKee, "Don't do anything. Do not go with a mask mandate. It, it you know it doesn't work." Would you have encouraged him just stay the course, don't do anything ab- differently? Absolutely, make masking make allow. Ab- of course, look if people 
Look, it's become make it optional. It's it's, it's be yes, it's it's, okay. it's it's become a talisman for people. Yep. And 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 they have attachments to it. And this is not I'm not just trivializing it. This is a real phenomenon. Yes. People have been terrorized. Yeah. So so you you absolutely look in Scandinavia. They're so adamant against masking that they were telling kids that they couldn't come to school with a mask. Oh. I I don't believe in that either. Okay. You know, if if, if there's a certain security that people are achieving from right. that. Uh, you know, then, then by all means, make it voluntary. Um, but when it comes to to vaccine mandates, we also have a problem now because they're, the other thing that they're doing is they're they're completely ignoring um, uh, naturally acquired immunity. Yep. You know, this state, according to COVID Estim, which is a, a site actually funded by the CDC, but run by epidemiologists from Stanford, Harvard, and Yale, their their most recent update that I could get. Um, was just within the past week is is, is estimated that 69 percent of Rhode Islanders at some point during the pandemic, which is almost two years old now, John, have have been infected. That is a reservoir of natural immunity yep. that's very important in terms of of ending this this pandemic, at least the phase that 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 you know results in in large hospitalizations and and, and significant numbers of deaths. To dismiss that and discount that. And and shame, shamefully fire healthcare workers yeah. who, when there was no vaccine available, got infected, recovered, and yep. now contribute to the pool of natural immunity. This is a shanda, as we say in Yiddish. Hmm. This is a shameful thing to do, and it's completely wrong. And moreover, I, I have been I have been given data from my representative, Mike Chippendale, who gets monthly reports. Oh yeah. From from uh, from the Department of Health, he's waiting des- desperately on November. But the data we have from July through October is absolutely striking in showing that once you account for prior infections, so in other words, John, you present the data as you know these are the ho- these are the infections, these are the hospitalizations, these are the deaths broken down by people who are fully vaccinated versus not fully vaccinated. If you add a subgroup to each one of those groups, the fully vaccinated, the not fully vaccinated, which says prior infection or not, prior infection and therefore naturally acquired immunity blows out whether you were vaccinated or not. Oh. Uh, in other words, it is such a, it is such a powerful protect, protector against infection, hospitalization and death that it almost doesn't matter whether, whether you were vaccinated or not. Um, and, and, and to, and to ignore this data, including data from our own state. I have never, these are right on data, John. They never discuss these data at pressers. Never. Huh. Absolutely not. And we're getting them, we're getting them delayed, but almost in real time, uh, delayed by two or three weeks typically. This is a little bit longer because of everything that's going on with the holidays. We, we hopefully will have the data by, by Christmas. Um, but but the, the data are striking and consistent throughout the entire Delta wave, and now we're getting into some, you know, possibly some Omicron data. Um, but but I mean, these are things that I don't know whether the governor is shielded from these things. He doesn't understand them. He doesn't want to hear them. I have no idea, John. Oh. But these are very real data that his own Department of Health uh, uh, possesses, and somehow it's not getting through to him. I mean, it, it is just it is just absurd. By, by the way, it's not like Rhode Island is some sort of outlier. Right. Um, I read I read a, a very rich database, much richer than the data that, that, that Representative Chippendale gets. This was a claims database from uh, that, that's I guess is owned by the University of, of, of Washington, Seattle, which is which is, you know, as you know, in the academy, it's a, it's a, it's quite a left leading place. I mean, I'm, I'm sure uh, there were some reservations about putting this data out there. Um, but, you know, to their great credit, they did. So they looked at 18,000 breakthrough infections only. And what they found with full you know granular analysis, which could adjust for age and comorbidities, was that those with a history of prior infection, simply testing positive at some point in this group of 18,000 breakthrough infections from this claims database, those with a history of prior infection had half the rate of hospitalization and one quarter the rate of deaths. So in in a fully vaccinated population where you're simply studying the breakthrough infections, once again, a profound positive effect, protective effect of prior infection.
Hmm. Folks, we're speaking with Dr. Andrew Boston. Now, doctor, let's go through some just current what's you know happening and even going on in the last 24 hours. Senator Elizabeth Warren, uh, she claims that she's vaccinated. She even got the booster. She tested positive for COVID, but she said she has mild t- symptoms. W- what are we to make of that? Is that do you hear that and say, see, the vax is is working exactly as it should? Or should it be that? Maybe it's not working and the virus just is not as, um, you know, as as difficult as maybe they they thought it would be. Uh, Oh, a couple of things. First of all, not to to invade anything about uh, Elizabeth Warren's privacy, but she's got to be close to 70 or so. Yes. Yes. Uh, Okay. so so. First of all, I would say, and, and, and she seems to be doing fine, right? Yes. I mean, she's, she's tested positive, but there's no, she's not, she's not being rushed to the hospital. No. She, 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 again, we're, okay, we're, so we're going to take a word at it. She says that she's just mild symptoms. So, okay. 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 Well, well I, I, absolutely. That's a very, that's a very positive thing. Now, is it, is it because she was still conferred uh, some immunity from from the from being vaccinated um, that 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 protected her from 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 a serious you know uh, mor- morbidity that that that's possible uh, particularly if she was boosted recently um, on the other hand it it cuts out the heart of these immoral vaccine mandates which were designed uh, ostensibly to prevent uh, transmission and infection. I mean, in other words, it puts it into the realm of personal choice. Uh, If if she decided to get vaccinated and boosted on her own for her own protection, of course course she's entitled to that. And and knowing knowing her age, even her age alone perhaps, but but certainly her age and comorbidity, it, it, it could be a wise decision for her. Um, but, but that's the whole point, John. She's, she's still she's still got infected. She's still capable of transmitting. What does that have to do with mandating it for the society at large, including the vast pool of the American population, particularly and most tragically of all, young, healthy children um, who, who are at no risk for serious comorbidity right. from, from, from COVID? Right. I mean, how dare uh, we, we be? It's one thing, in other words, to vaccinate high risk populations where despite you know and and this and and by the way you know it's it's the other thing that's never discussed john is that particularly if we compare covid vaccination to influenza vaccination the covid vaccination has an unusually high uh morbidity profile you know we use the same uh vaccine adverse event reporting system for all vaccines and if you look at 20 years worth of data on influenza vaccines and compare that to the recent, you know, just over a year experience now with with COVID vaccines, there's a striking discordance. There is so much more morbidity, mortality um, associated with, with COVID vaccination, um, you know, in this same passive recording system relative to flu vaccination. It's, it's, it's almost unbelievable. Uh, you, you can't compare the two. Um, you're talking about rates that are 10 to 100 times, you know, per person vaccinated. Um, so um, this is not it now. Now, am I saying that the risks outweigh the benefits for, for very high risk populations? No. But but they but they, but that certainly can become an issue for very low risk populations, right? Which again, which is not something that we see with flu vaccination, huh. which also has very frankly very very limited efficacy when you look at the long term data on flu vaccination. But at least over the years, it appears to be a very reasonably safe uh, vaccine, and there may be niche populations that 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 actually benefit from flu vac- vaccines. Although you know the data are very murky on that, John. Huh. And, and, and it, to the larger point, you know what's what's not been demanded uh, of 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 the, of the vaccine manufacturers are the types of trials, at least in the modern era, yep. that were done, for example, for polio vaccination. Hmm. You know the polio vaccine trials, and, and and I've seen you know I've seen the director, the dean of public health at this at the um, at, at, at Brown, Dr. Ja, yep. frankly have the temerity to compare the polio vac- vaccine uh, trials and the, pol- and the polio vaccination to, to COVID vaccination in children. It's apples and oranges. The, the polio vaccine trials, uh, the huge one that was run in 1954, um, enrolled almost 2 million children 
the, the, the largest trial that we have for five to 11 year olds in, in, uh, for, for, for the COVID vaccines with the Pfizer mRNA vaccine was about 2,300. I mean, you know, you, you really can't compare the two. Um, the, the, uh, the, the, the number of outcomes, uh, and these are serious polio outcomes. It's a much more serious childhood illness than, than, uh, than coronavirus. So, for example, if you look at the period from 1915 to 1954, children aged up, so right before the trial was, was done, children uh, aged up to 14 years old uh, prior to the mass vaccination and, and, and its development and testing, their, their average mortality, uh, including the, the major outbreaks, was, was about 5.7%. I actually went back to uh, Rhode Island uh, reports from the Newport Daily News. I, I've subscribed to something called newspapers.com. And, and in 1953 alone, only through the end of October, so not, in, not including you know uh, November and December, there were 289 clinical pediatric polio cases. So sick, sick children with 15 deaths, a 5.2% fatality rate we haven't had a single covid death in this cut in this state in the entire almost two years now of the pandemic yeah. I, I mean you, you you can't be making these these comparisons so so getting back to the to the field trial um so you have a, you have trials that are that are almost two million strong kids um and they had 516 cases of, of paralytic polio in, 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 the, in, the, in the 1954 uh, trial. <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the vaccine trial of 2,300 or so that, that gave rise to the emergency use authorization for the, for the COVID-19 uh, vaccine for children, despite the fact that 20% of them had comorbidities, you're literally talking about uh, uh, three cases of, of, uh, of mild COVID in the vaccinated group versus 16 cases of, of sniffles, essentially, in the placebo group. Um, and no cases of COVID, frankly, were observed in either the vaccine group or the placebo group who had evidence of prior SARS-CoV-2 infection. But, but again, so if you look at it in summary, you're looking at a crippling, lethal childhood disease, with, which assessed about 650 times the number of children that were evaluated in the, in the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine trial, that this is the polio trial, it prevented 374 cases of paralytic polio. The COVID-19 uh, Pfizer trial prevented 13 cases equivalent to self-limited colds. Oh. And, and, and yet the director of the dean of the School of Public Health, uh, Ashish Shah, in a Washington Post op-ed, yep. uh, right after the emergency use authorization came out, said the following. If today's misinformation, politicization, and anti-vaccine sentiment existed in the United States in the 1950s, would the polio vaccine have received the same level of uptake? In other words, he's criticizing medical professionals, parents, etc., for being anti-vaxxers. Um, and and, and uh, he, he, in turn, is comparing polio to COVID, polio vaccination to COVID vaccination. Um, and and he's, he seems to be divorced from the reality of the facts, which I just quickly reviewed for you. This is the type of discourse that we have in the public sphere. This is, this is why I'm constantly and, and frankly rather viciously and, and, and stupidly attacked having a conversation like I'm having with you. I'm simply trying to to present data that that for whatever the reasons are, John, are not being considered. Um, And it's it's not something that should result in my vilification. I I agree with that, doctor. Yeah, and I don't don't understand it, to be honest with you, because... Make Henry Oil your oil provider this winter. Give them a call today. Call Henry Oil, 401-521-521. 0200 401-521-0200 henry oil serving most rhode island and southeastern mass automatic delivery budget plans service contracts lock and cap pricing you can depend on henry oil call them today 401-521-0200 reliable affordable fuel oil delivery fuel oil diesel gasoline delivery residential and commercial it's henry oil Give them a call. Since 1947, you can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today. Make Henry Oil your oil provider. 401-521-0200. 401-521-0200. Remember, online at henryoil.com. Go with the original. Go with the best. It's Henry Oil.
You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, joining us right now, as much as people think of the holidays and Christmas and all the excitement and a new year that it could bring on, uh, people think that they should be happy. It actually can, uh, there's people dealing with some very difficult feelings, and there's been an epidemic of uh, of grown men and middle-aged men taking their own life. And Dr. Rob, who specializes in this, and Dr. Rob, I think one of the first things is it's family members or maybe people see someone at a holiday party or just know of someone, and they they want to reach out and, and find out just how someone is, is doing mentally during the holidays. Yeah, it, it's pretty common for some, some people to be really distressed at this time. And the most important thing you can do is to let somebody know you care. Just to say, hey, it seems like you're really struggling. Is there something I can help you with? Uh, would you like to talk about things? Um, let's sit down in a quiet place and, and just have some time together and, and try to see what's, what's happening here. Um, so that's, that's really important. Your expression of caring can restore hope to people who are feeling pretty hopeless sometimes. So very it- important. And folks, this leads to this website that Dr. Rob's going to direct people to. We've been doing this now over several months. We're going to continue into the new year. And uh, it's it's mantherapy.org. And Dr. Rob, you know, again, as I said, people see, oh, I, I should be happy. And they see the lights and Christmas. But this time of year and a new year, it, it can emote, uh, bring up a lot of past memories. Uh, you know, people even refer to it as ghosts of Christmas past. We remembered when you were a child and then you think of, Maybe there are people that are no longer with us. And, and for varying different reasons, it, it can actually be a very difficult time for people mentally. It, it can be. And uh, middle-aged men particularly in general are, are very resistant to seeking help sometimes. And there's a certain stigma about going to see a therapist or going to even see your own doctor sometimes. Um, so one of the resources that people need to know about is this uh, web, website called mantherapy.org. Or you can just anonymously go to the website and check out your own mental health status. That's what's called a 20-point head inspection that helps a guy figure out, am I just being stressed or are they really suffering from depression or, or some other mental uh, health challenge? Um, and there's lots of resources listed on there, too. It, it, in the first place, it's a very humorous uh, site with lots of funny videos, but there's also some really valuable resources available there, too. And again, you don't have to face the stigma of uh, seeing somebody going into a, a therapist's office or something. So just go to the website, go to the website of mantherapy.org and, and check it out. It's really a lot of value there. Folks, we speak with Dr. Rob. And Dr. Rob, not only that, but because there is a website and there's a link, people could either send it through text message, they could send an email, I received a nice email from this woman that hadn't seen a brother in a while, talked to him, did not sound good, did not sound like himself. And after our conversation, she she just sent him the, the email. She didn't have to talk about it. She just sent him the email and the link. And then uh, and it, it turned out that, that there was something much deeper that's going on. So um, that is one portion of this. And Dr. Rob, you've also been so good and such a leader on leading people. People think about taking a CPR course, but there's even a course that people can take to look for warning signs when there's someone who has kind of lost their way. Yeah, this course is called QPR, which stands for Question, Persuade, and Refer. And it basically teaches any any adult citizen how to recognize that a warning sign that someone might be thinking about suicide. And then it uh, helps them to be able to answer the question directly. Uh, are you thinking about taking your life? Or are you thinking about suicide? And then let me help persuade them to let you help them get some help, uh, just as a friend or a neighbor or a coworker not a professional, but just somebody who cares about them, and then to refer them appropriately. Uh, it's important to realize that not everybody who might be thinking about suicide needs to go to the emergency room. Not everybody needs 911 called. Uh, so this teaches you how to do this. It gives you some real tools, and as I said, how to recognize first and how to respond that someone may be thinking about suicide. It's been Studies have shown it really saves lives. Folks, again, it's the website is mantherapy.org, and I want people to understand that this is the age group that this really focuses on is middle-aged men. There's been rampant. Uh, it's, it is an epidemic of uh, middle-aged men that have been taking their life. It doesn't have to be that way. So whether it's a spouse or a friend or a coworker, whoever it may be, mantherapy.org, we're going to continue our conversations with Dr. Rob into the new year. 
Dr. Rob, I want to thank you once again for your expertise, expertise, sensitivity in talking about it and dedication to it. You are literally saving lives. And thank you. Thank you for agreeing to continue our conversations. I'm delighted to, John. I really appreciate all your support and help in this. It's the, I think it's a great service to the community, and thank you so much. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. Were you in an auto accident, someone damaged your vehicle? Folks, it can happen, whether it's people not paying attention, a drunk driver, people texting and driving. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone Call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They are located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Remember, with West Fountain Auto Body, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Call them today. If you were in an accident, drunk driver, someone texting and driving, minor fender bender, even a nearly totaled vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. They'll handle everything for you the original, the best, and if you're in an accident and a tow truck pulls up, tell them, bring that car over to West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340, 401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They'll work for you, not the insurance company. If you're in an accident, call West Fountain today. Get it repaired, 401 272 Portion of the program brought to you by the Coesed Inn. Check them out on the website, depetro.com, the Coesed Inn, or Rhode Island tradition since 1977. Located 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick, whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge, whether a nice dinner or even just appetizers, there's always a great crowd. You can link directly to them, and gift certificates are available. The Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick listening to the john DePietro show folks it's am 1380 99.9 fm joining us right now he is rapid response for the uh, republican national committee it's our friend tommy pigeot and, and tommy if i didn't know any better my my goodness this type of inflation when is the last time americans saw the type of inflation we're experiencing right now uh, we're talking about the 1980s uh, we're, we're talking many 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 decades ago the consumer prices we're at a 39-year high. So really the beginning of the 1980s, the tail end of Jimmy Carter, when Reagan had to come in and fix the mess that Jimmy Carter left behind. It really is disastrous. We're not, nothing that we've seen in modern times. And it comes after Biden was talking about how this would be transitory. So the producer prices, which is another in, indicator of inflation, has been at record highs for the past eight months. Every single month, it has reached a new record high. And for months, through all that time, that's when he said it was transitory. So I'm glad he's finally decided, his administration, that it's time to retire that word and recognize that inflation is here to stay. But unfortunately for the American people, that's just too little too late. Tommy, as far as inflation, I mean, that, that's not something easily handled. Um, they seem to be in denial on it. What, what do you make of the fact that, that their new talking point is saying that this is all corporate greed that's causing it? Well, I think that's a bit ridiculous. I mean, obviously we should, if there's ever you know, documented incident instance of corporate greed of price gouging, et cetera, that should be looked into. And that, that is, but the idea that somehow uh, economy wide inflation is based off of corporate greed, is just the next uh, desperate straw they're trying to grasp at. I mean, and, and it's revealed by the fact that they were denying that it existed for months. So did they all of a sudden decide to wake up yesterday and decide corporate greed was the issue? It's just, they're moving from thing to thing. This isn't actually thought out. And what Biden said when this, um, the consumer prices number came out was suggested that the prices had peaked, that the price hikes had reached their height. But that also is not supported by the evidence. We had producer prices, like I mentioned, which were at 9.6 percent 
And the reason why that indicator matters is because that usually comes before consumer prices, meaning that consumer prices and those increases haven't peaked. They're likely going to keep going up. So Biden is just going from one light to the next. So when he blames corporate greed, I think it's just important to remember that he's been wrong for months on every single level. So he has no credibility on this issue. Folks, again, we're speaking with Tommy Pijot, who is Rapid Response Director for the Republican National Committee. And Tommy, one more note on inflation. What is the point of, uh, you know, giving higher minimum wage and paying higher wages for people if it, it doesn't even seem that they're keeping pace with just the price of of regular day, every week expenses cost? Well, I think that's an extremely important point. When Biden goes out there and he says wages are up, and he's actually said that wages are increasing faster than inflation. And, and again, that's a flat-out lie. If you actually look at real wages, which is where you account for inflation when you look at wages, real wages are down by 2.3% according to calculations from Axios. 2.3% they're down, and he's out here claiming that wages are up. It's just another flat-out lie. And so your point about the minimum wage and all these other giving people money, if you just arbitrarily do that without increasing productivity, if you do that in a way that just wastes that money, if you do that in a way that just says, I'm going to flood the system with more money, we end up exactly what's going on now. The Democrat uh, answered everything. is just to pour more money at it without actually thinking, what are the consequences? What's going to happen? Is this actually going to help people? They just waste and waste and waste and waste while they just take more money for Washington, D.C. So we're seeing the impacts of that. We're seeing wages going down. So when, when they say they're the party of workers, just remember that every single American, including the poorest Americans who are most impacted by this, are seeing their wages go down because of their reckless spending. Natami, at the same time, uh, people in major cities, we're seeing these uh, elements of crime that, first of all, you know, places like New York, you'd have to go back to the 70s. You're seeing these uh, large-scale smash-and-grabs. Uh, they're so brazen, the shoplifting. Is it is it people's imagination, or is, is crime just spiraling out of control in America right now? It really is, and I think we're seeing, unfortunately, report after report that indicates that. Um, Axios uh, did a study recently that showed that 12 major U.S. cities had reached all-time homicide highs, and it wasn't even the end of the year yet. You had Chicago, again, not even at the end of the year yet, reaching the highest homicide rate since the 1990s. You see these smash and grabs, which are really, in my mind, kind of unprecedented. I've never seen anything like 80 people storming a Nordstrom's and 20 people storming a Home Depot in order to get sledgehammers to storm the next store. I mean, it really is just it's I've never seen anything like this. And it, the response from Democrats has been a complete failure. They implemented these policies that are, have coddled these criminals with these uh, eliminating cash bail policies, putting uh, criminals back on the street, refusing to prosecute many crimes in San Francisco, for example. They don't prosecute you if you steal something like less than $900 from a store. So what they do is they just send 20 people into a store to steal $859 worth. So it's really ridiculous policies, and Biden supports these policies. He's nominated people to the Justice Department that have supported the fund the police. He has refused to stand up to these Democrats. And Saki has cited COVID as the reason for this organized crime, which is ridiculous. It's like she thinks that a sudden urge to loot Home Depot is a symptom of COVID. I mean, it's really just beyond the pale, and it's it's one failure after the next, and every American sees it. But it's just another example of Biden trying to deny reality, trying to tell people, the American people not to believe their own eyes. And Tommy, before I let you go, I want to just get your reaction to President Biden announcing he's very confident Democrats will win the midterms next year. And he's also very confident that he will run for reelection in 2024. Well, I don't know where he's getting that confidence from. Uh, Republicans, I think if last November is any indicator, there's going to be a massive red wave in 2022. But I do want to preface that. We're not taking that for granted, and I think it's a time for every American that's concerned about this country to get off the sidelines and really get to work. We've already made over 12 million volunteer voter contacts ahead of the midterm elections. We were active in Virginia and New Jersey. But I think one indicator that should worry Biden and worry the Democrats is in Seattle. Last November, they elected a Republican district attorney for the first time in decades in Seattle. So if they can do it in Seattle, I think Democrats should know it's coming across the country. But we're putting in the work, and if we have anything to say about it, Biden will be eating his words in about a year. Folks, he is Tommy Pijot, Republican National Committee, rapid response to Propane Plus. For heating and cooling, call Propane Plus today in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. In Rhode Island, Propane Plus number 401 
885-4209. It's the Johnson family. It's Propane Plus, the leading full-service provider of propane to Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Not only can they install your tank and schedule propane deliveries, but they can service your entire heating, cooling system, and install any propane or natural gas appliances. Locations in East Greenwich and also in Rehoboth. Remember, Propane Plus is energy for everyone. It's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and also now it's renewable. Online at propaneplus.com. Propane Plus, heating and cooling. In Massachusetts, call the Rehoboth office, 508-252-3359. And in Rhode Island, 401 401- 885-4209. You can depend on Propane Plus. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional, and she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Brothers Disposal. Call Brothers Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster for your driveway. How do you know it's Brothers Disposal? Because it's a purple dumpster. Look for them on Facebook and give them a call for an estimate. 401-688-0517. Get a dumpster in your driveway. Maybe you're cleaning out your basement, your garage, unwanted belongings. Maybe you just have some things in boxes that you've never taken out. Clean it out with Brothers Disposal. They're also now offering weekly trash collection services. Call Brother Roland today at Brothers Disposal, 401 401- 688-0517. Whether it's a small household construction project or you just need a dumpster to get rid of some unwanted belongings, call Brothers Disposal today. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517. Look for them on Facebook, Brothers Disposal. Get a dumpster in your driveway, 401-688-0517. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, dePietro.com. Now, while you're there, uh, there's a lot of exclusive stories. Folks, we cover stories the rest of the media ignores. It's real news, whether it's video that we're out at a crime or a protest or various things that are happening, plus other exclusive stories that we break. Log on at the website. That's also the best way to reach me, by the way. If you'd like to get in touch with me, just scroll down a little bit. You'll see a a button that says contact john you can also support the program you you can also get some great merchandise in the shop right there at dipetro.com and it's all our links to social media whether it's facebook so you can watch facebook live or also twitter or youtube or instagram so take a minute and then also we have some great sponsors there as well it is a happening check it each day it's dipetro.com to check out our website dipetro.com dipetro.com which is sponsored by and brought to you by the Senadale revival comfort food and cocktails located 2025 smith street in north providence shane and his crew what a wonderful job they've done winner of several rhode island best of awards best of rhode island awards the Senadale revival delicious food cocktails a lot of fun stop in and see them 2025 smith street in north providence <laughs> 